It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Lodge, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Ryan Moon. And welcome into this week's show. Still plenty of deer hunting talk on the show this week. Uh, some of us still have some rifle hunting eligibility left. We'll also talk late season bow with Brent Beimert and muzzleloader, which is next weekend. Plus, Mandy Urich will drop by. We'll talk deer hunting with her. And she's actually got some numbers on how hunters did in the first couple of weeks of the deer season. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick off the show with our local field report brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby, your one-stop shop for ice fishing in the Cuyuna Lakes area. Lures, fresh bait, and your propane filling station for the Cuyuna Lakes or in mine located on Highway 6 in Crosby. Obviously, we still like to talk a lot of deer hunting here on the show. Uh, we still got one more weekend for some parts of the state for a rifle, but uh, we've got muzzleloader. That's actually next weekend. The late season bow obviously goes through the end of the year, so we want to keep in touch with Brent Beimert. Beimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop joins us once again. Brent is on his way back to Illinois. Last time we talked to you, Brent, uh, you were actually down there, and uh, did things ever turn out for you down there? Do you have to pass some stuff up? And obviously you're heading back for rifle now, right? Yeah, we had a good hunt. I lucked out. I got one with my bow. Uh, shot a nice mature nine-pointer with a couple extra points on him. And, uh, yeah, the, the hunting was, the rut was fast and furious there a few days. And I had a good hunt the morning I got mine. And uh, I was watching this nice nine-pointer come in, push a doe around. And all of a sudden, this big one come up over the hill, big grunt, and just split those two up and actually passed him up one time and I went, why did you just do that? That was stupid. <laughs> and <laughs> if, I thought, if he makes a circle and comes back around, I'm going to let him have it. And he did that, so it turned out to be a pretty good hunt. Were you hunting over a decoy, Brent? I was not at that point. It was, um, uh, I was down in the woods, a little thicker stuff. It was a real windy day, so we went down into the bottom and uh, just to stay out of the wind and stuff like that, so I did not put a decoy out at that point. Because you had said when we talked during our deer opener special, you don't like to use decoys in the woods. No, because if they come around the corner or, you know, come over a little hill or it's too thick for them to see it, I don't want them to be surprised by some odd deer um, that they, you know, run into. If they can see it from a distance, that's where I like it. But if they all of a sudden get surprised by it, um, I've, I've done that, and I've had them... I've had them spook from it inside the woods, so it's got to be a pretty open area. So you were back here for about a week. Now you're heading back to Illinois. What have you saw here in the immediate Brainerd Lakes and Minnesota area? I mean, are we still in the rut, Brent, or are we going into almost that second rut where some of the bucks kind of clean up, as we should say, uh, what they weren't able to take care of during the rut, for lack of a better term? Yeah, you know, uh, my cameras, I've had cameras rolling back here, and they... A few nights ago, things went kind of crazy again. You know, I could definitely see chasing in the cameras. Um, you know, a doe would be running through, and then, you know, 30 seconds later, here come a buck running through, and 
and it was holding multiple cameras. So they were still going at it pretty good here. That was, uh, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, stuff like that. They were, they were still cruising pretty good. Now, last night and the night before, uh, a little quieter in the cameras, but, you know, those bucks are still going to check every doe and, and run around yet for a little while. So um, it still can be good, but the majority of it is, you know, most of them are bred and it's getting closer to towards the tail end of it. You and I were talking off air, Brent, and Matt and I, you know, talked about it last week. I mean, we really have not had a decent fall. We've gone from late summer type weather right into winter, basically. Um, and when Matt and I were talking last week, we were talking about how this, when we were kids, this was the deer hunting weather that we were used to, you know, snow and cold. Um, that's basically what we got. We may warm up a little bit heading into this weekend. How has that affected things deer hunting wise? And as we go forward, you know, the cold weather usually helps because that keeps them on their feet during the day. A lot of times, even during the rot den and or beyond, the warmer it is, the little bit lazier they are, um, they're, they're basking in the sun, so to speak, and and but when it's cold, they're burning up. They're burning up energy quicker. Um, you know, they they need to feed more. Um, so that gets them on their feet. So like with muzzle loader, uh, the warmer it is, a lot of times the worse it can be. Um, it's comfortable for us to sit in, but it's also comfortable for those deer to lay around and not get up and feed. So the colder it is, the better the muzzle loader season will be so um yeah that the fall we've had so far it's been pretty cold and all that's going to do is extend our winter season i guess but what do hunters want to do brent you know obviously for opener you said when we talked to you aggressive rattling aggressive grunts get your attractor sense out there and all that are you still wanting to do that as we head towards late season bow muzzle odor or do you want to back off a little bit I still would right now. I'd maybe back off the rattle just a little bit. Um, I may do it if I have a visual on a deer quite a ways away or something. Um, I won't blind rattle as much, but I will use that grunt call yet. You know, I'll get the can call out, the, the no extra fleet call, and, and the grunt call. I'll continue to use those for a while because, you know, they're still cruising. I seen a really nice buck today uh, about 11 o'clock, and he was just up cruising. Um, you know, cutting through the woods right by the road, and and uh, so he's still looking. So they will. So I'll still use that grunt call quite a bit. Water sources too, Brent. Uh, if some of those are starting to ice up, how does that play into things? Yeah, you know, if you can find water source this time of year, that's great. But uh, you know, and maybe a spring has kept something open, the deer will hit it because now even the the food that they're eating. You know, a lot of times they get water from from the vegetation they're eating and, and different stuff. Well, that's all pretty dried up now, too. There's not a whole lot of water moisture left in in the plants or food plots. Um, but they will, you know, they'll get it out of the snow. They'll find it where it's... And they can basically get water out of melting ice, you know, just a little bit, you know. But if you can find a natural spring, that would be, that would be really good. With the cold weather, too, uh, tractor sense, and we mentioned the landmine many, many times on the show and how much you uh, really love using that. Does that still play in, too, Brent? Part of the problem with that now is it'll freeze up. And, of course, it still does stink, but it doesn't admit as much odor as when it is a liquid. I will use some scents yet. I got mine in the truck, uh, but I will place them on wicks 
and get them, you know, hung up in a tree branch downwind or something, you know. And I get them on that on that foam wick, and that helps keep the, the scent out there. And I would think, too, still making a mock scrape wouldn't hurt your chances, would it? It would not hurt. I had uh, I had a buck the other night just make a scrape right in front of the camera. So they're still doing it, and they'll continue for a while, yep. So one last thing, product-wise, Brent, we want to talk about. Uh, I saw you put on Facebook when we talked to you the last time. The new Hoyts 2019 bows were out, and you had them all ready and ready to go there at the shop. Now the new Matthews are out. Pretty much everything 2019-wise is out and about for people, uh, obviously going into the Christmas season. Yeah, yep. We got the the new Matthews Vertex in stock for people to come out and shoot. We got a couple for sale. Um, we got a bunch more coming. I think some of them will start coming in next week, but it's a really cool shooting bow. Um, rebalance, new grip, a little bit different cam. It's similar to last year's, but different. Um, and it is the quietest bow that Matthews has ever put out. I mean, it's, it's really whisper quiet. It's a nice shooting bow. And that's the other thing I was going to ask you, and I ask you this every year, and it's tough for you to keep answering this question, Brent, but it's amazing to me how they can continue to come out with something new. It's like reinventing the wheel every year, and it's not with Matthews. It's all the bow lines are coming out. They're making these bows lighter. They're making them faster, and it just seems like every year they're coming out with something just a little bit different. Yep. Um, Subtle changes can make a big difference in it, you know, and storing energy into the cams versus how they used to store more into the limb and, and different stuff like that. Um, the new Hoyt this year, 30-inch bow, it is the best bow that Hoyt has produced. I've shot it a few times now, and I really, uh, really like that bow as well. Um, so, you know, we got the new Elite line. we got the 2019 Elite. They come out with a 30-inch bow this year. We're looking at some different stuff moving forward, but uh, yeah, it, everything looks really good. The muzzle loaders, more muzzle loaders coming in, hopefully before this weekend, but we'll have a, a fair stock on them coming into next week. So there's not really much they can change on those, is there, Brent? Not a lot. They've been, uh, you know, they've made big changes a few years back. Now it's kind of similar changes, you know, very minor changes now, but easy cleaning and you know quick uh, breech plug pullouts and, and different stuff and they really shoot the biggest change you know of course last year was the sculpts on muzzle loaders so we're still putting some sculpts on we've got muzzle loader sculpts coming in um so yeah it's uh it's it's much better when you can see clear with that scope on a muzzleloader. And one last thing on products just uh, crossed my mind. Obviously, with late season bow, and there are some uh, that can use crossbows. I mean, that's something that's new into the market now. Some of the states around us, crossbows are legal all across the board. Um, not quite here in Minnesota yet, but I would imagine the Hoyts and the Matthews and stuff—they're all over that too. Yep, the the crossbows. You know, Matthews has their their sub one crossbow. That's a great shooting bow crossbow. Um, anybody 60 plus years of age can use crossbows, so that's been an increase in, in stuff uh, as far as crossbow sales. So I haven't seen Hoyt want to build one yet, but you never know what happens in the future. They'll be there sooner or later, I think. So yeah, yep. to kind of summarize, Brent, uh, get out in the woods still. Uh, you got bow hunting, you've got muzzleloader hunting, you can still hunt grouse and, and all that stuff. I, I just, I'm glad we actually got to talk to you because I, I just want to stress to people don't go out on the ice yet I, I don't think it's time i know some people are, are venturing out there which i think is silly but um we still got a lot of fun out in the woods yet 
Oh, yeah. I would stay off the ice completely for right now. I would uh, put your time in. you got all winter to ice fish, and our hunting seasons are going to close pretty soon. So got muzzleloader coming up. Got some real good bow hunting coming up yet with late season. Um, go bundle up, get some hand warmers in your pockets, and get in a tree stand. Great time of the year. There you go. Brent Beimert, Beimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, just west of Brainerd Baxter on Highway 210. Good luck down there in Illinois. I know we'll check in with you here real soon to see how you did down there, Brent, and uh, thanks for taking the time. All right. Thanks, Brian. Good luck, everybody. All right. When we come back, Mandy Urich will drop by. We'll talk more deer hunting with her, and she's actually got some stats on how hunters did in the first couple of weekends of the rifle season that she'll share when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And back with us, good friend of the show, as always, uh, Mandy Urich drops by. I haven't talked to Mandy in a few weeks. How you been? Brian, I'm happy to be back. It feels good to be back in the studio with you. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, once again, here we are in fall, so there's all kinds of stuff happening, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, first off, deer hunting. How'd you do? It's been slow. I, I, I'm going to admit that. I, it's not for the lack of numbers of deer. I think it's what's going on right now with moving seasons up a bit. Uh, fairly mild weather, honestly, except for last weekend where we got our first little real touch of, of cold weather with some snow. You know, and before that was some rain. I'm not seeing a lot of deer movement. I was lucky enough uh, in my zone. I've harvested two beautiful does. Still waiting on that big buck. You know, we talked with Brent earlier in the show, and he said this is probably one of the goofiest ruts he's ever seen. Um, And and it's like you said, we had an early uh, gun season this year. I don't know if we've really hit the full-blown rut yet. Absolutely not. I, I believe truly on my own personal level, we have not hit it yet it's just starting right now so i think we're going to see obviously when those bucks start moving around they're going to start pushing those does they start pushing other deer around we're going to see a lot more movement coming in the next week to 10 days you know from a biology standpoint which you have a background in i mean a lot of times weather doesn't play into the rut Uh, it's a lot of it has to do with moon phase and all that other stuff but you'll be i mean even from fishing we went from 75 degrees to 20 degrees and really have not gone much from that since. Do you think that has something to play into it? Oh, absolutely. You know, when we talk about rut, it's it's not a calendar date. It's, you know, it's it's something that happens overall. And weather is a factor in it, food's a factor in it, but more than anything, it photo period, the amount of light. So by moving that season up a week, you know, rut doesn't move with it. It's still going to happen within, you know, that same two, three week period as it normally would, which we're seeing right now. But yeah, our, our temps are cold, but they're not super cold. They're not forcing those deer to have to get up to move around to get warm again. You know, there isn't enough snow on the ground right now to force them to get up and have to move far to feed because there's still plenty of forage right there for them to eat. Yeah. So it's been a, a very strange year. And of course, we're heading into muzzleloader season here. I believe that opens up next weekend, late season bow. There is still some zones here in Minnesota that are, are still gun hunting. So I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting to see going forward where we end up. 
No, absolutely. And it, you know, we've seen the numbers across the state. Everybody's doing the comparisons to 2017. And yes, overall, what we've seen, we're about 10% down on our total numbers across all the zones from deer being harvested. But there again, yeah, it's it's rut and it's weather that come into play and food source that's available to them. Um, I would say about 80 to 85% of the corn harvest is done in the state. So, I mean, that huge food factor being taken out of it, but we, we need rut to happen and we need some cold temps and some snow. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that <laughs> because then you got to dress warm or bring your Mr. Buddy heater. But, you know, it is what it is. That's that's kind of the challenge about getting out and deer hunting, right? Like it wouldn't really be fun if it was 70 degrees out and you just walked out and plugged a deer. I mean, it's kind of the chase behind the whole deal that provides that challenge. So when we do harvest something, you kind of get a little little more excited, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt and I talked about that last week. I mean, when we last weekend, when it was kind of cold and snowy and windy, I said, this is old-fashioned deer hunting weather. When I was a kid, that's what I remembered. I mean, you got cold. That was part of deer hunting. And I remember when the governor's deer opener was in Breezy Point uh, a few years back, I was walking around that morning in a blaze orange T-shirt, which just did not feel <laughs> no. right. So, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. No, yeah, absolutely. And there again, it, it's dress appropriately, layer, you know, grab your, your little heaters that you can throw in your gloves and your and your boots, put on your layers, you know, get rid of the cotton and put on the woolies and, and, and get prepared and, and be thankful when you do see those deer. You know, everybody wants to shoot that big buck, right? I mean, I, I'm... I totally do too, you know, but if you're in those areas where you can and you are able to get, you know, bonus tags, you know, don't feel bad because you harvest a doe instead of a big buck. The reason we're still doing it is there still has to be population management in each one of those areas. That's why the number of tags are allowed to be there and go ahead and pull the trigger. Absolutely. Now, one last thing on the deer, Mandy, were you surprised when you saw the harvest numbers being down the way they were? Or like you said, in the open, you just kind of attributed that to where the rut was. You know, absolutely. I, I really wasn't shocked. And I think when we you look over the, the whole state and you look at the temps and you look at all the other factors that were there and just talking to hunters and talking to, to other people from all over the state, everybody's kind of saying that same thing about, you know, they just don't, yeah, one or two deer they saw that were, you know, in rut or chasing, but just not the overall numbers that people were used to. And, and they were, there again, weren't putting that whole thing into play that the season's earlier than it normally is. So. Right. So it'll be interesting going into next year where that season falls. There's been some talk that maybe it might even be earlier, but we'll see where that goes uh, going into next year. Let's transfer from hunting to fishing. Um Matt brought it up last week. There were people up in Bemidji in that area up there. They were ice fishing. Well, then, as this week has gone on, I, I've seen Facebook posts and stuff of people out on the ice. I do not encourage people to do that. But we're getting into that time of the year where we're making ice. No, we are making ice. And with some factors with that being said, you start to get some really good ice, and then two things happen. We get super high winds, and then that ice is gone, or we get snow on top of that thin layer of ice that provides you know, that insulation layer, and then the ice is junk. But as it is right now, even in our area, please stay off the ice. I'm sorry, but 
no walleye, no bluegill, and no crappie is worth, you know, going through. And even with this day and age of us having multiple different suits that have that sure float technology in them that, you know, if you do go through that you, you will float. But even said if you go through, you're not guaranteed to come back up exactly where that hole is. And it's it's just not worth it. You know, be safe. We, we still got a bit of hunting season left. There's multiple things you can get out and do. Go pheasant hunting. Go do something, you know. Sit in the stand. But let's just stay off the ice. I know that you guys had posted on your guys' website, too. DNR has some really good recommendations mm-hmm. for um, ice thickness about when it's safe to even to walk out there compared to taking a you know wheeler or snowmobile or driving. And I would say right now, even on the smallest, shallowest lakes we have, I still would I won't be going out there. I'm not comfortable with it. And I'm convinced. I mean, we're, we're getting basically one extra month of winter. So it's not like you're getting cheated on time. You're going to have all kinds of time to get out there and ice fish this year. Oh, absolutely. And just with, with that being said, so you know, we've, we've cooled drastically. We are starting to make ice, but I'm not really excited to get out there. Like that last week that I spent in the boat, I had that last bass tournament. And I can say this is only, I've only seen this twice in my life. Not one team had a limit of fish. Wow. There was multiple teams that didn't even have a bite. And for us to be on a lake, we were on North Long. We should have been catching, you know, bluegills we should have been catching northern pike we should have been catching walleye nobody was catching anything kind of a deal I mean, we we're lucky enough to pull off third but it's still for every single team you know not to have a limit of fish it's it, it's i don't know kind of got me down a little bit i'm okay to wait a bit and let the ice set up and get the let those fish get to where they need to be and stabilize because on those open waters those temps are still falling because they haven't made ice until that ice layer is completely covering that whole body of water it's still in a a, a turmoil with with the fish in the water temps and they're still not exactly where they want to be yet should i say this if people still have that open water itch below the dam you and i talk about the river all the time Below the dam here in Brainerd on the Mississippi, that can be, if you want to get out there and brave the elements, that can be good. Yes. No, absolutely it can. If you can go shore fishing right now, I would say go shore fishing. Um, There still is a few hardcore people that are (laughs) using boats to break ice to go duck hunting or, you know, to get out and go fishing. Trust me, you do not want to deal with a boat and an icy access. Like, it is miserable. So, yep, shore fishing below the the dam right now, absolutely. And one last thing, Mandy. um, People are really kind of in that in-between stage right now. Do I fish? Do I, you know, I I can't ice fish yet. I really am kind of done with deer hunting and all that. It's show season. So, I mean... This is the time of the year to get out there and maybe check out some new products and kind of rub elbows with people like yourself. Absolutely. There's so many shows that are going to be going on in the next four weeks. Like, it, it, This is our season where it's literally run as fast as you can from one point to the next point. I know Shield Show is going on this week. This week in Blaine's going on. Uh, we've got the big St. Paul show that everybody looks forward to. Last year, actually, they busted the numbers that they've ever had. More people have showed up. They actually had to shut the doors because we that's, couldn't let any more people in. But this is the time to get out and see those brand new products. I mean, this is where you're going to see them for the first time. I mean, um, lures, rods, reels, electronics. Electronics are a big mm-hmm. thing. You know, ice houses. There's so many new different ice houses coming out. Uh, it is kind of exciting. It's a little kid in the candy store. And, yeah, what better way to go up and meet the people that you see on TV or here on the radio and them actually spend five minutes and explain, you know, this new piece of equipment to you personally. And I've talked to, uh, I mean, don't feel like you're burdening uh, these people because I've, I've actually talked to some people that have been at these shows. They like to interact 
with people. They don't like to stand there and just be bored. So don't feel like you're, you know, don't be shy. Go up and ask them questions. Absolutely. I, and all of us, I think, across the board, like, you are physically and mentally exhausted at the end of the day, but it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an amazing feeling. I've seen people at shows, you know, six, seven years in a row that are coming from Iowa to come up and see me, you know, and bring the kids. And, you know, I'll get emails a week beforehand like, hey, you know, what booth should I check out while I'm there? Because, yeah, sometimes it can be daunting. There's hundreds and hundreds of booths there and be like, oh, yeah, go check this out for sure. You know, get your hands on it, feel it yourself before, you know, you play with it before you buy it. Absolutely. So one last thing, Mandy, going forward, obviously the shows, you're going to be at some of those. Um, People can check out your Facebook page and everything for more information on that. But you're going to spend some time in the deer stand, muzzleloader, I mean, waiting for ice. So what's the future hold for you right now in the next few months? Uh, No, I'm I'm, I'm heading up north, the 100 zone. I still got my buck tag. I'm going to rifle hunt this weekend, and I'm still going to hold that tag. Um, It's going to take a pretty good one for me to pull the trigger. I do. I love muzzleloader. You don't see a lot of people out in the woods. I encourage more people to get out and try it, especially now that you can put scopes on muzzleloaders. I think a lot of people shied away for a long time because of that. But these muzzleloaders are extremely accurate and can shoot really long mm-hmm. distances so there's no reason to get out there and, and not try it but yep i'm gonna be in the stand this weekend more than likely i'm gonna be out muzzle loading if i do shoot that big buck you guys will make sure to see it though oh for sure <laughs> yeah you'll you'll let us know but firsthand yeah but as soon as that ice gets a little bit safer and i honestly i'm i'm thinking more around the after thanksgiving time is where i'll really start going out checking ice uh and really you know, putting the travel bag on to do some early ice fishing. And one last thing on muzzleloader too, it's fairly inexpensive sport to get into right now. So, I mean, if, get into it. If you oh, can. absolutely. I, I, whatever you, kind of one that you pick up, it, you can't go buy a rifle, a good rifle for, you could probably buy five muzzleloaders mm-hmm. for what it's, you know, it costs to get a good rifle. They're fairly low maintenance. And even without a scope, like I don't personally shoot a scope on my muzzleloader, but I have no problem taking a deer at, you know, 125 yards with an open sight on it. The, the powder, you have different options, uh, different kinds of, of bullets to use. Yes, very inexpensive, extremely accurate. Borrow one. If you, if you don't want to spend the money, get out and try it for a year, but it it's a great uh, Mandy Yurick, Mandy, people want more information on you. How can they get it? Oh, well, they can look us up uh, on podcasts. They can yes. find us here at Brainerd Outdoors. They can find me on Facebook uh, or just pretty much Google me. There you go. Mandy, I appreciate it. Good stuff, and we will chat with you soon. Sounds good. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bymert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Lodge, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Growing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.